Hello, everyone. This is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. We're here with Claudia again, and she's going to join us for our conversation today. Thanks, Myra. Hello. So in the last episode, we were talking about discipline. And if you're listening to this and you haven't heard the previous episode, you might like to go back and listen. Myra shares some insights that I personally found very helpful and touched something in me and I found quite motivating. Um, so with discipline and regular practice, ideally at the same time of day, the benefits of the practices are cumulative. And that's something, Myra, that you say quite a bit that's really stuck with me. And it's relevant to many things in Ayurveda and yoga and in life. So the results accumulate over time. It's the same with taking our herbs and with our spiritual practices, doing these things every now and then. They're, they're nice, but we really get those juicy benefits that accumulate over time when we do it every day. And this led me to ask about Tejas. And it's quite a big topic and something that Hale Pule go into depth with in our online courses on Ayurveda for people who really want to study and go to that depth. For people who are listening now, um, who maybe still want to have an understanding of Tejas to incorporate it into their lives, what would you like to share about Tejas? Okay. Well, we can look at it in the context of yoga and in the context of Ayurveda, and there's you know, some slight variation in understanding, but it's essentially the same because uh, Tejas is fire. It's the illumination that comes out within us. It's, it's our vital energy. And it's also one of the five elements that's present in our bodies and in nature. We could think of it like it's our sun. And we need to have good tijas in order to connect deeply with our spiritual nature. And when we talk about it being one of the five elements, it's actually, and this is where Ayurveda explains this very well, because tijas is a little more subtle than when we think about the fire element. We speak of it as the, the subtle aspect of pitta dosha, or, or that primary fire element in us. And there are three doshas, vata, pitta, and kapha, and they each have this subtle aspect, being in that same order, prana, tejas, and ojas. They each have very specific functions, although we talk about the doshas and they are in differing amounts in each of us, which creates our, our uniqueness. But when it comes to these subtle aspects, they actually need to be in balance. They need to be with each other. Uh, and so tejas is that fire. And, you know, when there's too much tejas, then we start to have some qualities that show up that probably aren't our favorites. And I always like to give this example of um, when you do something like go to go to graduate school or medical school, where it's intense study for a, a period of time, that tejas goes up in order to do that. And sometimes people have a lot of mental difficulties 
then after that because things get out of balance between pranatijas and ojas. And so I'd really love to go into that into that discussion, but it becomes much more involved and requires explaining a lot more things. But those are the kinds of things that we do uh, in our trainings and that. So, you know, the tejas is a Sanskrit word and sometimes that feels a little bit foreign and that, although I don't, I don't, it's also, it's a word in Spanish too, right? <laughs> so, yeah. And, um, but, you know, English, is a commercial language it's 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 mm, it doesn't have the subtlety and it doesn't have the vibration that sanskrit has so we like to use those words some as much as possible to bring in that vibration but we also want to make sure that you can understand what's being talked about so that's a little bit about tejas it's important in our daily living again that's that light that comes through in us Yes, I didn't know that we could have too much Tejas. I think, well, I'll speak for myself when I'm learning about these qualities in Ayurveda that sound so great. Oh, prana, ojas, Tejas. And you feel, you know, that Western mindset of more is better. And yes, we do need to keep it in balance. I first learned that we could have too much Tejas, Myra, when you were living with Reza my husband and I during um, the pandemic and Reza was starting his business and he was just always sitting right at that computer focused and you know it was starting to have a bit of an impact on other things in his health and you said oh a little bit too much Tejas going on there and that was a window a really tangible example of how there can be too much and that overflow can uh, imbalance other things in life. Yes. Yeah. And, and when we get ill, the tejas will, will go down and you could think of it when you see someone's eyes and they, they're losing their luster, but there is that connection with agni as well, our digestive capacity, because they work together. This is one of the things that's so important to begin to understand if Ayurveda is new for you is that everything affects everything else. And so all these functions within us and the things that we talk about, they're all working together. It's kind of like when you're with a group of people that you really love and you want to connect with them and that, you know, sometimes we hold hands, right? We hold hands and say a prayer or we do those kinds of things. It's just recognizing that connection and, uh, those are things just to start to contemplate if Ayurveda is new for you. Yeah. There was something else that came up last time we were speaking that I thought oh, I'd really like to have a look at that together as well. And I find that when I'm doing my practices regularly, I'm decluttering my mind and clearing the energetic field around me and then I have more spaciousness to manifest. So when I'm not doing that, I'm more in survival mode. I'm reacting to each thing as it comes up throughout the day, just getting through each day. So it seems there's less time and less availability to be in command or be creating the life that I want. Manifestation is, you know, become a more popular term and 
I'm really would like to hear about your experience with manifestation, your your take on it, if it's been a part of your life, and if you feel your practices have been connected to your ability to manifest and anything else you want to share about manifestation. Hey, wow, <laughs> that's a big topic. That's great. Yes, I, I would say when I think of manifestation, I think of my ability to create, to participate in life, to be present in it. And from my experience, manifestation slows down and gets interfered with the more thinking I do, the more I'm trying to figure it out. And, and that, and, you know, when I'm working with clients and then they say, okay, well, I'll get, I guess I just have to figure that out. Is that no, you're not, not necessarily. Sometimes we might need to collect a little data or a little information, but we don't really need to figure it out because it's usually our thinking that has gotten in the way of the process. Sometimes we need to take a step back. And that's something that I have found to be very important in manifestation. If I've hit a wall, rather than keep pushing on the wall or even looking for a way around the wall, if I step back, I have a bigger perspective and that will then help me find the very best next step. It goes with the idea that we need to do a little planning and forward looking, and then we need to let it go. We can set our energy in a direction, and then we need to let go of any end point. And you might say, well, gosh, you know, how do I know what I'm going to create? Well, if we think about it in, in our lives, really, each of us can, when we thought we wanted to do something or we wanted to create something, how much did it change from the time you first thought of it until there was actual manifestation? And, and the next most important thing is that we are awake, aware, and enjoying the journey. And sometimes any of us can get a little frustrated with it, or we, we get attached to wanting it in our time frame, or in looking in the exact way that we thought it should look. And uh, usually it's best to, to let that go. Let that go and to just let it evolve. And my experience is that it evolves well beyond my imagination. And, you know, I looked earlier in my life when I was first became acquainted with, with Ayurveda, I, I would never have guessed that I'd be doing what I'm doing now. But it was something that brought a richness to my life. And so over time, many qualities and characteristics started to come together. Things that I had done in the past, suddenly they were useful again. <laughs> and, you know, and that's not something that I could have planned. But there are so many things from early in my life that would have looked like they had nothing to do with Ayurveda and yoga that are in my life now, again. Once you build a house, you build the foundation and you build the house on top of it, you don't do a lot of thinking about foundation, but it's still there doing its job. So when we look at the practices of Ayurveda and yoga, it's nice when we can focus on it, but then we really want those things there so that we can live life, so that we can experience the richness of our relationships, we can experience 
the richness of being in nature and those kinds of things. And it makes it a lot more fun. <laughs> and it's also so that we can go through those difficult times, right? Because life has challenges. Although we can look at the last few years as a difficult time, but it also brought a lot of good change. And I think sometimes we say we want to manifest something or we have an intention, but then there are other things that we do that get in the way of that. So we haven't lined everything up. And you'll talk about get really clear on your priorities. So you're putting your energy all in that direction because we may want to create something or manifest something but if our actions and our thoughts don't align with that then we're not going to move things in that direction right that's right and we'll say for example thoughts it's energy we need to put our energy in that direction this is one of the things that with ayurveda and yoga that we need to realize it's really all about those subtle energies. Sometimes our thoughts don't feel so subtle, but it's what we're doing with our energy that makes all the difference. And so those practices then, if we can keep in mind that the practices are there so that we have greater awareness and the ability to direct our energy, then we feel better. And then we manifest more that we really want and enjoy. So when we look at, you know, what are the things that get in the way of our manifestation? You know, sometimes we like to point the finger at something else. Oh, it must be that. It must be that. But it is what we're doing with our own energy. And that's the great thing that for me, when I came to Ayurveda and yoga, I was like, whoa, I have control over these things or I can if I do it, that's pretty amazing. Working with the energy and always looking beyond the physical is something that has made a huge difference in my life. It's made a huge difference in, in my ability to practice and my ability to work with others using Ayurveda and yoga as, a, as that foundation. In Ayurveda and yoga, we have this word sankalpa, which is when you set your intention. Let me know if you think, is this kind of similar to manifestation? When we set a sankalpa, it's in the subtle realms. So I would really like to know what you think about not sharing about that um, you know, verbally or talking about it too much because it's still in those subtle realms and in that field where you don't want to scatter the energy or dilute it in some way. What do you think about that? I agree with what you said. It's It's very important that we not talk about those things because we bring them down into the physical realm. We, once we do that, it's, it's different. It becomes different. It lowers the vibration. Some people would say that it will uh, slow the manifestation, if you will. 
So the sankalpa is similar to a mantra. If you're given a mantra, it's best not to talk about it in that because, again, you want to keep your relationship with that mantra on those more subtle planes. Then it will provide you with the very best support. But back on the sankalpa, it is somewhat related to manifestation in that manifestation can come from sankalpa. Sankalpa is perhaps a little bit deeper in that there's a deep commitment to something. Sometimes when we think about manifestation, we're not quite committed, yes? Uh, and that's thinking that can get in the way and all kinds of things. Well, maybe it's somebody else's idea and we're not sure. That's, of course, what you were saying, Claudia, about the aligning your energy. Uh, and so Sankalpa takes it to a deeper level. And it is important that it's our own Sankalpa. It's, it's for our inner world and for ourselves. Yeah. When people do our Agni therapy program and um, one of the things we have them do is to set the Sankalpa for yeah. the program and um, people really share at the end about how powerful and transformative that was for them and I always like reading what people share about that at the end. Yeah, of the I enjoy that too. It's just a powerful step to take for yourself. Okay, well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks, Claudia, so much. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And as a reminder, we offer trainings and mentoring and consultations to guide you along your journey, this journey to vibrant living. And if you're ready to take the next step, you can visit halepule.com, H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E.com. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule. Their recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.